0: listening to ves Escucha, Seen and Heard, a language justice podcast for teachers, parents, kids, non-binary folks, LGBTQ community, and more. ves Escucha is a project of the Center for Participatory Change. I'm Ada, and our guest today is Maestre Lourdes, Lourdes Rivas, the author of They Call Me Mix. Me llaman Maestre. Hola, Lourdes.
1: Hola, gracias por
0: invitarme. I'm so, so glad that you could join us today. Uh, Lourdes and I uh, have never met in person, but I know Lourdes' sister uh, from old Immigrant Rights Organizing Days with the National Network for Immigrant and Refugee Rights. Laura helped us document abuses uh, by law enforcement and immigration and customs enforcement here in Western North Carolina. Entonces siento como que un poquito de, de confianza, and that's how I first uh, found out um, about you and found out about the book. Um, so I wanted to see if we could start out if you could tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Yeah, shout out to my sister Laura. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, I'm, I'm Lourdes. I'm 33. Um, I am Chica Nix, uh born and raised in South south la if you know la i'm from lynwood my family is from chihuahua mexico um, and we grew up visiting family every summer pretty much so i feel like a deep connection to chihuahua as well as lynwood where we grew up and just in the general la area southern california Um, i recently finished my fifth year of teaching kindergarten at a spanish immersion school in berkeley and going into Kinder again this school year, and currently teaching summer school.
0: <laughs> nice, you're our first Cali guest. Oh,
1: okay, <laughs> West Coast, West <laughs> Coast.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's the first. It's the first. Uh, <laughs> I think it's the first like outside of the South guest, guest. So I'm I'm super glad that you're here. Um, so tell me about. They call me Mix. Me llaman Maestre. Um. So this book
1: um came about because uh i just needed something to use in my classroom really to to um introduce myself to kids um with all of this new language Mm -hmm. and queerness that they had never that a lot of them don't really know about and um and had a lot of questions about had a lot of questions about each and every year so um if i take it way Mm -hmm. way back really like my fascination and interest in picture books really led me on, on a journey to teaching so they're kind of they're very intertwined for me um and so this book i started writing it in 2016 in may of 2016 um, but two years before that in 2014 i found out about an online an online course for um for for people to make their own children's mm-hmm. books and in particular people of color to make their own children's books because of, um, how many children's book, how many children's books there are in the world that just feature mm-hmm. white characters. And, um, and so there's this online school called, um, school of the free mind. It's a curriculum that author and illustrator Maya Cristina Gonzalez, created and created this online program basically with, with um steps to to make yeah, for folks to follow to make their own children's book. Um so I enrolled in the program in twenty fourteen and I was super inspired and I didn't really have an idea but I was pumped about it. Uh and I enrolled and and coincidentally that was also the first my first year Mm. of teaching. Um (laughs) so I didn't really know Mm. what I was getting myself into (laughs) (laughs) starting this program and, and going into teaching for the first time. So Uh, you know first first year teachers um you don't know what this feels like you feel like you're drowning every single day like (laughs) there's overload of information and and curriculum and classroom management just a lot of things you gotta juggle so i was going to bed at like 6 p.m every day just exhausted mentally and physically and and i started with kinder so i've been in kinder um this whole time so so needs to say, I couldn't keep up with the online program. Um, but it was still very much a part of like my my thinking going forward. Like I knew I wanted to go back to it at some point. So fast forward two years later and I would find myself like retelling this story to my mm-hmm. students, introducing myself and talking about being transgender and non binary uh to to kindergartners. And eventually after those two years, I got a lot of practice kind of taught you know, telling the story in a kinder friendly mm-hmm. way. And so in may by the end of my second year i just kind of sat down and was like okay i need to be prepared for next year so i'm just gonna write out how i would say it and and just kind of have like Mm -hmm. a script and then it kind of dawned on me in that moment oh this is the children's book that that i need this is this is how i can go back to that you know that seed that was planted in me two Mm -hmm. years ago and really make it make it grow so so i re-enrolled in the in the program um in uh the after you know that summer actually it wasn't until like uh february of 2017 that i re-enrolled after writing it out and editing the story and everything and then i started following the steps and and going through the curriculum and um eventually um gaining also gaining also like mentorship Mm -hmm. mentorship from my christina gonzalez who's local to the bay area so uh, once they saw the kickstarter take off on the internet they reached out and w- now we're
0: actually mm-hmm. friends mm-hmm. that's so sweet <laughs> so
1: yeah that's kind of the, how it all started the actual book. i
0: love the book i love what you did in like making it like así como estaba diciendo. like it's just very kind of straightforward and simple and just kind of como like it's like how you would talk to someone and just setting setting up the the story um and I, I know it's a bilingual book in english and in spanish and just the way that the the setup is like that can sometimes be clumsy i think in some some books um and i just love the like the mm-hmm. layout and how easy it is like the illustrations um CPC has a program like uh, with, with youth and I like um, we have a copy in our youth program too. So, um, yeah, I think it's an Sweet. awesome, I think it's an awesome tool. Um, like, yeah. Thank you. I, why did, um, why do you use Maestre um, opposed to like Maestrex, uh, Maestre Aroba? Uh, how did you land on Maestre?
1: I use all of them, actually, uh, interchangeably throughout the year, but I find that for like non-binary transness, queerness 101, (laughs) it's a lot easier for families and kids um, to just kind of jump on that word and, and understand it on a basic level, and then later on I start to be like, you know, we can also do this and and then go from there, but I feel like it's a good kind of intro word to start with. It doesn't it doesn't mess with people's heads. I, I'm I'm going with what's most comfortable and, and kind of phonetically easy to understand. I feel like people really, you know, get so overwhelmed when they see an X and they're like, I don't right, know how to pronounce right, right. that. Like they yeah, freak yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and I didn't want that. So I um so i just picked another another vowel <laughs> <laughs> can i get a vowel please <laughs> it's like no, no. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah and i also seen it i'd also seen it written with you know a lot of the gendered words and mm-hmm. espanol like i've also seen it written seen the the option of e before i can't remember where exactly but um but it also i think it also came from he- like hearing how people pronounce when when there is an x present you do use the a sound so i think i just kind of went with that and um to start with
0: you know our podcast is focusing on kind of like folks who nerd out about language a lot of folks who are interpreters who are bilingual um and i think that when many of us are interpreting into spanish and trying to ungender uh Spanish in our interpretation. Um I think we you know, I have used the X, I have used the the A. And I like what you're saying about like not being strict about it, um and not being like tiene que ser X or tiene que ser E eh, but but to show like how it can change um and how it can be different and how you can play around with it. I like that. I like that not being like strict with with things. Especially things that are, we're mm-hmm. trying to like queer and not being strict with that.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I recently did a a lesson with my students around pride and and they drew, you know, they drew the rainbow and then we talked a lot about, you know, the rainbow and what pride means and we did all these lessons around it the whole last few weeks, like the whole last month of school. And so they were going to write also on the bottom, um, Me siento orgulloso, 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 whatever. Um, por mi familia, or por ser, you know, lo que sea, and, and I kind of naturally went into this, like, oh, this word, you know, is, is a word, word, that's typically gendered, orgulloso, orgullosa, and, and I, that's when I kind of laid out, and this is, uh, these are other ways that we can write it to really include Mm -hmm. everyone, and I kind of left the end blank, and students, um, started to really understand that these, end like, they can they can also play with it and and in the end I had maybe half the class use a variation of the different options that that they had and they didn't necessarily proclaim like I am Uh non-binary but they were just kind of like cool I'm gonna use this like if you want to just convey that you're not you're not gonna adhere to one part of the binary
0: right Right. and so I've I've read that the book is for like s- kinder to second grade um how have you used like you use the book in the classroom like how else do you think that the or how else have you heard that folks are are using me llaman maestre
1: um i've heard from other teachers that have reached out and said that this is this has been really helpful to explain also the titles that they use um because there is a a, lar- a large amount of educators out there that are non-binary and that use mix as a as a title or maybe don't know that they can use mix but they've like kind of found language in this book um so i know that i've gotten i've gotten emails from people saying like this explains this explains um perfectly why i use you know mix and it's been really great to hear that um i use this in the classroom uh, typically after the kids get to know me for a while like i don't use it as my intro intro because i like for them to get to know me first and then and then kind of understand that i wrote this book and after i've read a ton of other books and do lessons around like like authors and illustrators and what a book is and publishing and all that
0: (laughs) and and i'm curious to know more about why you wanted to be a kindergarten teacher
1: to be honest i didn't i did not choose (laughs) kinder I I before I went into teaching, I was assistant teaching in fourth grade, and I really fell in love with that grade. And I was set. I was like, I'm going to go into fourth grade, and or you know, upper grades. Even before that, I was working with mostly middle and high schoolers, um, in after school programs. the The youngest I had worked with were like second graders, and but when I interviewed at this school, they they offered me kinder. They had kinder, and then. What kept me in Kinder was my teaching team. Like we've we've meshed really well. We've collaborated really well over the years, and um, this past year uh, we we were yeah five years strong of working together. So year after year we just kind of keep choosing mm-hmm. each other. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I fell in love with Kinder after a while. <laughs>
0: uh, Lourdes, you talked about going um, like that. You and your family would go from Chihuahua to California. So, what was growing up for you as far as like being bilingual, speaking English, speaking Spanish? Like, what was that experience like for you?
1: Um, yeah, we we would go from from LA to Chihuahua and back um, every summer, almost every summer. Um, so, you know, at, in in LA, we mostly. I mean, at home, it was always in español, todo en español, and then and then at school, we were in. Um, english only classes so i you know i hardly spoke spanish at school it, well i also didn't i don't remember feeling like shunned for speaking spanish at school i just never um no nacía to speak in spanish at at school but um at home it was mostly spanish and then going and visiting family was kind of a challenge mm-hmm. sometimes because you go visit you visit family and then um, they make fun of the way you speak in Spanish or they're also fascinated I- about your English and they want to learn a little, a few words, but it's kind of in a, <clears throat> like, burlándose. <laughs> um So it was, you know, but, but, you, but I love them, you know, so it was kind of just like, okay, well, just kind of, kind of got to deal with the, with yeah, the laughter yeah. of it
0: all. And, <laughs> and do, do you feel like the book has helped you reclaim any, any part of like? Of language?
1: Definitely. I feel so much more empowered to to kind of mess mm. up the way that Spanish mm-hmm. is structured and like the mm-hmm. binary. Um, but I definitely feel more comfortable now um going between both languages, especially because I teach in Spanish all school year, mm. all day. Like the way that the program is set up, it's like I'm teaching in Spanish all day with the kindergartners, mm. whether half of them understand mm. me or not. um but i damn i do feel more comfortable now Mm ungendering a lot of the words as i'm speaking even to my classroom or my
0: colleagues Mm -hmm. it's been a journey um when you like when we when we wrote to each other and it was like oh we have a language justice podcast um what what do you think about when you think about language justice or yeah what does what does language justice mean to you
1: I think about access and mostly like what came to mind was me thinking about like language justice in the classroom and all of the language that the kids come in to my classroom speaking and knowing and the vocabulary that they know, like I have to access that. It's not about them accessing what I'm bringing in, but it's about me accessing what 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 do you know already and um, and working from that from that point. So I don't know. I don't, I feel like I don't always take off my teacher hat. I'm like, (laughs) I'm always thinking about the way that I work with my students. Um, But yeah, I definitely think about ensuring that all my students have access to even the language that I'm, that I'm using in the classroom and ensuring that it's accessible to everyone. Um,
0: So I wanted to see if you would be willing to read a little bit of They Call Me Mix.
1: Yeah, let's do it. (laughs) Awesome. I imagined myself like a book. My outside cover told only one part of my story. Inside, I was bursting with imagination. Even though I knew this, I still didn't know how to explain it to anyone else but myself. So I went on agreeing with what others called me. Agreeing with others was like ignoring my heart. Ignoring your heart makes everything very difficult. You should never ignore your heart. You too can decide for yourself. If you ever feel in your heart that you don't agree with what people say you are, Remember that there are many of us out there cheering you on. Speak your truth. Live your truth. Being transgender is being free. Being transgender is fearless. Being transgender is beautiful.
0: Is there a place that you want people to buy the book from?
1: The preferable place is through the through the square um, store that I have, because I sign them and I ship them oh out my myself. Gosh, okay. <laughs> So they all come. They all come signed um, directly from me.
0: Lourdes, thank you so much for being a guest on the podcast. If folks want a copy of "They Call Me Mix," they can. If you're here in Asheville, you can get a copy at Firestorm and Books and Coffee. Um, you can also get them directly from Lourdes at SquareUp.com forward slash store forward slash They Call Me Mix, and we'll be putting a copy of that link in our show notes. Um, so we want to thank 103.3 Asheville FM WSFMLP in Asheville, North Carolina I'm Ada Volkmer of the Center for Participatory Change and Leonel Gutierrez of GVD Productions Follow CBC Escucha on Facebook and Instagram or on Twitter at SVSE Podcast Email us at svsepodcast at gmail.com and don't forget to share with your friends subscribe, rate, leave us a review Yes, I it really makes a difference This episode produced by GBD Productions. Thanks for listening. Music by Combo Chimbita.